You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. with a good story, solid sci-fi pedigrees on the production team, and a stellar cast. But the problems encountered by the characters in the film were nothing compared to the real-life drama behind the scenes. I'm Jessica Lynn Verdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 15th. And on this day in 1980, Saturn III premiered in theaters. Saturn III takes place in a distant future in which scientists from an overcrowded Earth are stationed on research facilities across the solar system. Our story unfolds on one such station, on Saturn's third moon, hence Saturn III. The station is manned by Adam and his younger female counterpart and lover, Alex. They are soon joined by Captain Benson, who unbeknownst to them is mentally unstable and very recently murdered another captain and stole his ship. Benson is ostensibly there to replace one of the scientists with a robot, Hector, who is linked to Benson's brain. Of course, things go terribly wrong. Hector has inherited Benson's homicidal tendencies, not to mention his lust for Alex, and everything goes sideways. The three are able to subdue and deactivate the robot, leaving them to their space love triangle. But lo and behold, Hector is able to reactivate himself. Benson is murdered by his own robot, leaving Adam and Alex fighting for their lives. Okay, so it's not exactly reinventing the sci-fi wheel, but it's a solid enough story. And when you have Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett as the leads, with Harvey Keitel playing the villainous Benson, seems like a slam dunk, right? So how did it all go so wrong? Find out in a few. The story was based on an idea by John Barry, who at the time was already a legendary production designer, having worked on Star Wars and Superman, among others, with novelist Martin Amis writing the screenplay. Despite never having directed before, John Barry was given the opportunity to direct his vision. Director Stanley Donen of Singing in the Rain fame would produce. Okay, so you have a director who's never directed and a producer who's never worked on sci-fi. Good start. As mentioned before, the film does have a great cast, but that was also, in a sense, part of the problem. Douglas and Keitel were veteran actors and had little patience for Barry's direction. In the words of the producer Stanley Dunnan, the truth is John had hardly ever been on a set, which I didn't realize. He was such a terrific talent, but he knew next to nothing about staging a scene or handling actors. The film started floundering. Dunnan stepped in to direct, with Barry quietly leaving the project entirely. Unfortunately, a lot of the damage had already been done. The cast was disgruntled, there were story changes, there were costume changes, and the budget ballooned. And the cast's dissatisfaction lasted long after the shooting was done. In post-production, Dunnan felt Harvey Keitel's New York accent didn't fit the film, a little late for that, Stanley, and asked Keitel to come in and dub over his own dialogue. Keitel refused, so they brought in the legendary Roy Dotrice to do it. Don't get us wrong, Roy did an amazing job, but it's still weird hearing Roy Detrice's voice out of Harvey Keitel's mouth. Unsurprisingly, the film was a bomb, but it's still a fun watch if you're down for a campy sci-fi. Hector's practical effects still hold up, and the film still has a decent amount of tense scenes. It was actually almost skewing toward a straight-up horror film, but executive producer Lou Grade removed a couple of the more gratuitous scenes. 
And of course, the star power of the three main actors is practically worth the watch alone, even if they clearly don't want to be there a good portion of the time. If nothing else, make sure you at least seek out the Saturn III deleted scene in which Kirk Douglas and Farrah Fawcett take space drugs. Fawcett instantaneously changes into the crazy outfit only seen in promotional materials, and Douglas demonstrates an incredible aptitude for drink pouring. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 15th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.